Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Tell your neighbor, man, you look awesome today. Tell them, as you look incredible. Oh, man, you look so awesome today. I'm glad you're here. I hope you're excited to be here. And if this is your first time with us at Faith Renewed, it may be in the house. It may be you at home on our online family. If it's your first time worshiping with us, we want to tell you how excited we are that you're here. So, Faith Family, would you let them know how glad you are this morning? Come on, let them know that. Yeah, amen. If you're in the house, again, please stop by hospitality. We'd love to greet you, say hello, get to know you a little bit. If you're online, first time, click that new here link that you'll see there in the stream. Let us know. And if you're just a part of our online family every every week, just uh, would you do this? Drop a comment. Let us know where you're at today and where you're hanging out at. But uh, how many knows there, this is a big week? coming up. Amen. It's a big week. It's a big week for believers. If, you, if you're a Christian, man, you should really be getting excited about this week that we're, we're in as we celebrate, again, what Christ has done for us. And again, I want to give you an invitation personally to come out on Friday night for our Good uh, Friday worship and communion service. It is a family service. We don't have a kids ministry on that day, just so everyone can be a part who would like to attend uh, acoustic worship, communion together. Man, it's just a wonderful time. So come hang out if you can. We would love to see you. And then do this. Tell your, tell your uh, neighbors, say, Easter's in one week. Come on. Uh, yeah, one week. One week away. And so going to be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. How many know Jesus is alive? Come on, that's what we're going to be celebrating. So I invite you, make sure you make an effort. Uh, do this, if you would, just download, save, share the, the, all the social that's going out. Um, save the picture yourself. Drop it in your own media. We'd love for you, to, again, just to help spread the word. Always grab invite cards and make it personal if you're out somewhere inviting somebody to come. We're going to celebrate it. Amen. Well, who brought a Bible to church? Anybody bring the sword, would you? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. And if you use the YouVersion Bible app, which we use here every week, um, you can click on the YouVersion app, click more, then click events, and you'll right there in the palm of your hand, you'll see this message. And you can save that, share that. And uh, Romans 5, when you have it, say, have it. Let's read it. It says this in verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful that Christ brings peace? Amen. I'm so thankful for the peace that Christ brings. It's through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We can stand in grace. Amen. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also, this is where it gets interesting, glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Somebody told me after 
first service this morning. They said, man, I'm going to be so full of hope when all this thing's done. I'm in so much, so much going on right now in my life that I'm going to be having so much hope. And I was like, come on, I'm going to use that at 11 a.m. So, so full of hope. Some of you are going to be full of hope before this thing's all said and done because of what you're going through. But verse 5 says this, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I'm so thankful the Holy Spirit was given to us. Amen. Let's pray. Let's talk to the Father together. God, we love you. And Father, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for this house, this family, God, that you're building and ask you to continue to build it, Lord. And God, we just thank you, Lord, for all that we're uh, learning and uh, growing in situations that may come our way. And uh, God, I just thank you, Lord, that you're faithful in the midst of all those things. And I just believe today you're going to speak to hearts I believe we're going to hear and receive, respond accordingly, God, and in the end, God, receive the hope that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, was yesterday not a great time? I, I hope you were able. Yeah, go ahead, man. Put your hands together. And we had our annual egg hunt picnic as a family gathering. It was a little chilly, but uh, it was a fun time. And uh, again, I can't wait to see it. They got some great video pictures. All that stuff's going to be coming up. Keep track of that. But I do want to say this. Thank you to everyone that served. Yeah. Amen. I, yes, go ahead. Even if you was once serving, give yourself a hand. Amen. Come on. Amen. David said, encourage himself sometime, man. So uh, sometimes you just got to. But thank you. I mean, if, if you stuffed an egg or if you, whatever it was, thank you for helping make that happen. And so know this, your serving is making a difference. Yeah. And in so many ways, just again, what you're doing is making a difference. Relationships are being built. Man, communities being established. So thank you for that. And again, we just love and appreciate all that you do. And so uh, today, I just, again, I, I just want to tell you, I love you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I, say, I love you. I don't, I just, I just, uh, don't that make you feel better? I just love you. <clears throat> I do. I, I love you. Well, let's do this. We're going to jump into the word this morning. And as we've shared there from our, our text, um, interesting message today as we, as we jump in, we're in a series right now called why? Yeah, that's right. This is, this is wild. Um, we kicked this series off on Easter Sunday of 2021. Amen. All right, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so we're in a year in now on uh, this, this service. All the church growth statistics and those guys say, do a, ser a series for four weeks. And then move on to the next. How I many know we break all the rules here? Amen. So uh, we hang out until God tells us to move forward. But I'm excited. We've got an incredible series and we'll be introducing next week to you. So uh, make sure you don't miss that. But we're in a series. It's called Why. And why is it called Why? Because we're learning and we're growing and just as a church and just kind of digging into why we believe what we believe. Why we look the way we look. Why we do what we do. And so we're also doing this. We're answering those why questions. We've been looking at some tough questions and some that you, again, have been sent in and brought in. And today, uh, a heavy subject. It just is. It's a heavy subject. And uh, I was, uh, today I tried to get up and I, I was even, I was listening to, I tried to listen to the message each week. And I'm like critiquing myself like I need to do that. But I was, I was horrible. And, you know, you look at those things and I'm like, one of the things I need to do is like slow down. Uh, I've learned that. I'm like, man, I get excited sometime and I get talking fast. And, and I'm like, man, I need to slow down. And this is when I want to slow down today, try to, and, and just kind of like speak to us for, for a few moments. Um, because it is a heavy message. T today's why is just simply this. Why do bad things happen? 
Yeah, why do bad things happen? And um, it's something that we all deal with. We all deal with a tragedy in some way, suffering in some way. It hits each of us, and, and we all have to face those things. And, and I, I get it's a different flow, especially for when you're talking about Palm Sunday, when you're talking about, you know, that they're, they're, we're celebrating a time where Jesus is making his triumphal entry in, into town, and he's riding on a donkey, and everybody's waving palm branches, and they're, they're they're crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. It means like save now. That's like the cry. But if you know the story, he didn't save them right then. Now, what he was doing was a setup for salvation. I mean, I love that. I love what Christ does. But the way they were looking for it to come, it didn't happen. The way they thought it would take place, it didn't go down. And so sometimes in our life, we're crying out, God, save me right now. Show up in this situation. And sometimes it doesn't go the way we want it to go. And this is tough. So today, as we talk about this, why do bad things happen? A lot of times when this question gets asked, it usually has something kind of tagged on the end of it. Why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah, good people. And so first of all, not to discourage you, and I, you know, but just to, let's just be honest. Let's just be real. There's only one good, and it's his God, according to Scripture. And so we have to, first of all, learn that we need to just go ahead and remove that part from that, that question. Because, again, there's only one standard of good. And if that standard is God, then we're not good. All right? And so, again, it's why we need a good God. It's why we need a good shepherd. It's why we need him in our life. That's why the good news is so important. And so, again, it's, it's what we stand on and bring here. But today we need to see this, that in this world there is a lot of suffering that is happening. There's a lot of suffering taking place. I, I know many of you personally. Personally, some of you, we've walked through situations together. We've walked through tragedy together. Some we're walking through right now. Yeah. Some are being faced with situations. There will be some, and this is not a lack of faith preaching. Please understand it. But we know what the scripture says is sometimes these things come our way. Some of you will face things. And we need to understand, and this is a question, this is a why that we need to get right. Because if we miss this why, it will open us up to the enemy to come in. And then you will start doing things like, man, why did God do this? Why did you do this, God? And so we have to go to Scripture, look at it, stand on the truth. And first of all, there's one good, and that's God, and we all need him. Amen. We all need him. And so today, it's just suffering. It's part of the world. But do know this. You're not alone. This is what I love. You're not alone. We're here for one another. I love what we're seeing built here and how, again, just community and fellowship and all those things are happening. But today, as we look at this, I want to share, if I can, four thoughts around this subject today of why bad things happen. Now, the, the first three, you know, again, um, will be, uh, I guess you could say, an answer to the question. And then number four is going to be the answer to suffering and the answer to why bad things happen. And the answer, again, we'll see in just a moment. But for you note takers, they appreciate this when this happens. Again, I can't plan this. It's just how God gives it to me. But my note takers love when this happens. All four of these thoughts start with the letter F. 
It just sometimes it's like, that was cool. Help me memorize it. So it's just how it flows today. But first, we need to see this. Bad things happen because we live in a fallen world. We, we do. We live in a fallen world. If you don't know it, this world's broken. It's broken bad, man. It, and it is, it is so broken. And it's like more and more we're seeing bad things seem to be happening. We're seeing an escalation of those things. And, and when these things are like unfolding in front of us, it's hard. It's, it's hard to like, like kind of like stay focused and get through it sometimes. It's, it's one of the last four messages that I hope, again, you were here for or have at least listened to if you missed it. Like how to like stay focused in that spiritual war to renew the mind to like to know that God has called us to win and so as we're talking about the things that we go through I don't want you to see the things that we're facing and going through as like failure on our part because that's not always the case. We see it. Now, some things we know and go through are self-afflicted. Some things we add to and do. But we'll see, again, sometimes there are situations that just happen in our life, and they happen, first of all, we see because we live in a fallen world. We do. We live in a fallen world. The, the world we in, I don't know if you realize this, the world we're living in is, was not God's plan. So you're like, man, wait a minute, this God's sovereign and he's all powerful. So how, how did he let this happen? What God didn't create was robots. He created people to have fellowship and relationship with. And we see in scripture that in the beginning, we see God created. And when God creates, what's cool about this, we can read the scripture where it says that he looked at what he made. He said, man, it is Good. Some of y'all read the Bible. I like that. It is good. And it was. It was good. What God created was good. And what he created was, uh, in his image, he created man. He created them to have fellowship together. And what's beautiful, they would walk through the garden. Just think about that. The garden that God created for men. And they, were, they would fellowship together, walk with one another. But then if you know the story, what happened was they opened up and allowed the words of the enemy, to come in, bring direction for our world and for them that now has affected all of us. Now, and again, it, it, was, it was in the very beginning that we see where we see Genesis 3, you see the fall of man, how they open up to the enemy, and then now what that creates is a fallen world. Um, we, uh, we watch Christmas movies around our house Year round. All right, I don't know if anybody else watches Christmas movies year round around their home. Uh, one of our favorites is Jingle All the Way. Anybody know? Come on, I hear witnesses in the back. Come on, somebody is with me. I don't know if you've ever seen Jingle All the Way. Arnold Schwarzenegger and T Turbo Man and, and Sinbad plays one of the greatest I mean, just a great movie. Ellie has now discovered it. And so now Ellie wants to watch Jingle All the Way. And, and so, so we watch it. And so, but, but Sinbad makes a statement and we, we kind of laugh because of how he says it. And he just, he's funny. But he makes a statement. He's like, during all this happening in the movie, he said, man, it's a sick world, sick people. And we kind of like giggle, but you don't, I don't know if you noticed, Myron nailed it. Myron hit it right in this movie because this world we're living in is evil. 
world we're living in is fallen. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. Man missed the mark. Sin entered into. So now this created a world today that now we see. So again, when we look at this, I don't want to look at what's happened in a fallen world and say, God, why did you do this? No, but it is as we see in Scripture, it was not his plan. We see things happen that happen outside of the will of God. We see his purpose for salvation for every man. That is his will that none perish. All come to repentance. The will of God is for you and me to be saved. That's his plan. But again, we see a fallen world unfold. Now, this is what happens. I do this in my mind. Maybe you don't. But don't you like sometimes read these stories in Scripture and just like, man, and you just like, man, come on. Don't you want to like smack Adam and Eve sometime? I mean, it's okay. We can be honest in church. We should be honest. He knows your heart anyway. Don't act like you don't know what you're thinking. He knows. But don't you want to, like, man, come on, Adam. You Come. Dude, are you kidding me, bro? And, and, but we read these stories. We see this stuff. We see things like Jonah in Scripture. And like Jonah's story. How many times do we, like, we look at Jonah and like, man, dude, you, are you kidding me, bro? Why did you do that? Why did you do it? And like Jonah had an opportunity, like, to go change a nation and go change share the good news, to share this story, to bring salvation. And then he doesn't do it. And we're like, man, Jonah, dude, he's an idiot. Jonah did this. And we can be honest, it's church. Remember, he knows your heart. But then when he speaks to us, we don't witness to our neighbor. Ooh. Let's just be honest. Okay, we got to because we can't look at them and throw stones and we can't look at their life and say, man, I can't believe that Jesus was in the boat with them and they were little faith. When he's not saying, asking you to believe or something, we're going, man, well, what about this? What about this situation? And he's telling us to go out to while you're out at the restaurant this afternoon, he drops something in your heart to pray or witness or share with someone. We don't do it. What if a whale come up? <laughs> Come on. No, y'all, y'all, I'm serious. What if that happened? What if the Bible was still being written today and then like there's a one with your name on it? Like 3rd Terry chapter 2. We see now what happens. I'm like, insert your name. Come on, Benjamin chapter 2. Come on, you see that verse 1 and we see where Ben did so. No, we don't. But look, we see this stuff. But I really believe if me and you had been in the garden, same thing probably would have happened. Because, again, we live today in this fallen, broken world. It's not perfect, but it's going to be one day. It's going to be. It's going to be reestablished, a new heaven, a new earth. And we're called to bring dominion now, to bring it down. But we will see this fulfilled. We will see all of this unfold. But we see today where it began. And what it looked like was when there was a fall. Now, the question gets asked, well, why did he even put a tree there to begin with? Yeah, like why? Why, Pastor Bill, did he even put a tree in the garden that was going to cause this? Why did he do it anyway? I, I, don't, I don't know if there's like an exact answer for that. I've tried to, tried to find it. But, but I do love something. Matt Chandler said this, a pastor. He made this statement. He said, the tree is there to weave into us from day one that obedience to God brings joy. Oh, so good, Matt. Thank you, brother. It, that from the beginning, he created a plan for us 
And how beautiful would it be for us to walk in obedience in the joy that that brings in our life? It's, it's incredible. But what happens again, because of the fallen world today, suffering has entered. But Romans 8 says this, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So again, the sufferings now, they're temporal. They're, they're temporal. What God wants to bring to you, give to you on the other side. So bad things happen, first of all, because we're in a fallen world. It happens also because this fallen world is filled with finite man. We have to recognize that. This word finite means having limits or bounds. I don't know if we're not God. All right? We're not. I know sometimes we want to, yeah, no, we're not God. We're, we're finite. That's why we need the infinite. The word infinite, like, like Buzz Lightyear said, to infinity. Come on. It means limitless or endless. Impossible to measure or calculate. Tozer said, it's just because I, if I, I, finite man, do not understand everything that God, the infinite one, does, there's no reason for me to doubt God's purpose. So we see this here, that in the situation that we as finite men, there's limitations to us. There are things that men do. There are things, again, that we miss because of this. But as we see, God takes these finite men and he uses the situations of our life. He uses the suffering. He uses the tribulation. He uses the pain that we go through. And some of us, man, we're in the middle of it like right now. But James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says this. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Man, that's a challenging word today. Like none of us post that on our social media. Like, I'm in a trial. Hashtag, woohoo. This is amazing. This is awesome, dude. I'm loving what's happening right now. This is so good. No, but okay, we go through this. And how? Because again, it hurts. It's real. And again, I'm not lessening it. Matter of fact, because again, when you're in the middle of it, how real it becomes and how painful that it is. But we see this here. In the midst of it, we can see something. We can still have joy. We can still have peace. Again, these are not emotions that we're talking about. We're talking about something that he places within our heart. And he says, so when you fall in those trials, this is what happens. This is how he uses it. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Oh, man. And then it goes on like it doesn't end there. But let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfected and complete, lacking nothing. So what he does is this. He takes finite men, again, who has limits. We go through situations of suffering. We go through testings of our faith. We go through tribulation to produce now, the scripture says, for us something that will make us perfect and complete. Now, again, this is not perfect in the word sometimes in our sense. Well, I'm perfect. No, no. It is the word mature. So what these things do in our life, they grow us. 
the things that we face and some of the situations that we deal with, if we let it, it will grow us. It will help us become stronger. We'll see this. And in, in the midst of all the troubles that we go through, if we stay in faith, if we keep our eyes on him, knowing that he's with us in those moments, it produces a maturity in our life that you can't get other ways. Like there's some things that, again, that will mature us and complete us that, again, we don't want to go through, but we see these things now as what they were created to do and why it happens. But this fallen world full of finite men also have something. They have a free will. Now, that word gets tossed around in theological camps and it gets messed with, but I feel like we have to look at Scripture. And what we see in Scripture is that from that very beginning, let's go back to it, in Genesis, what was the plan? God created it. It's good. You be fruitful, multiply. You enjoy And I'm going to show up and we're going to fellowship. God didn't change his mind. Man did this and stepped in because now we see they have a free will. And so, the, so a lot of times, this is what happens. A lot of times because of things that we're praying for, the answer that we're praying for sometimes doesn't happen. And this is hard, but it's true. Sometimes it happens because of the free will of others. I've sat down, I've counseled with couples, and I've spent time with them, and, and, and I, I'll kind of just lay it out. I'm not like trying to go in there and like try to like, like make them like, you know, get a wrong mindset or that this thing is, is not going to work out because of people faith. And we see God do miraculous. We see God heal. We've seen him restored. The stories in this church, I'm telling you, the size of this church, the amount of stories in it of God's healing and power, incredible. God, to God be the glory. But this is what happens sometimes. Sometimes because of the free will of others, what we pray for does not happen. And so again, we have to look at the situation and say, well, God, why did you? Because I fully believe this with everything in me. When we pray for someone who may not know Christ, you know what the Holy Spirit begins to do? <sighs> Go to work. The same way he drew us. He goes to work. He goes to work on our behalf. I believe this. I don't believe for one moment he turns a deaf ear to us. We see the will of God. We've shared it. It's his plan is to save. That's what he wants to do. That's his heart. That's his will. But then sometimes we look at situations and say, man, well, why did that happen? Because somebody along the way had a free will. So some things, again, are out of our control. So again, don't let things that you can't control control you. Don't let those things on you, but learn how to in these situations. When we see these things arise, say, listen, I'm not going to let this thing on me because I believe this in this fallen world of man with free wills. I still believe we don't have to be prisoner to a fallen world. I don't believe we have to be in bondage to that because we serve a God who heals and redeems. And when we, with our free will, open our hearts to what God wants to do in our life, he heals and redeems us. And so this is how he works it. He's like, this is so good. God does it like this. The greatest ministry that God's put inside of you will sometimes come from your greatest pain. Sometimes the suffering and the situations that we face, when we're in the middle of it, we're saying, why God? And he's going, follow the world, free will, find out, man. And we're looking at this, but what he can do amidst all of it. 
He can still take what we go through. And he can still use it for glory and honor when we open our hearts to that. And he will do this in the midst of the suffering. Mature us, heal us, bring hope to us, and also allow that to bring healing to others. This is the second Corinthians chapter 1. I love what Paul says. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. That's who God is. He's a God of all comfort. He wants to comfort us. He comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. What? You mean that tragedy that I faced that I didn't think I was going to get through it. Somehow I made it to the other side. God can use that. Yeah. We hear it all the time. We hear stories all the time, many share from this platform, happening in faith groups, happening in freedom groups, and, and where we see this unfolding so often, people that have been through situations, bringing that before the Lord, laying all the brokenness down, laying, laying all the pain down, saying, God, you be the healer, you be the source, you be the supplier, and then let it be picked up and used for your glory to help someone else. Man, we'll see this unfold when this happens. And so again, the things that we go through, they grow us. They do. They, they grow us. But not only us, it helps others grow. It just I'm, I can look around and again, I can just see the ministry in this room. I can, I, I can look around and, some, and I, part of me just wants to cry because I know what you faced and what some of you have been through. But I also see it for what it can be. I see it for how it can be used and what, for what God can do through it. So again, we take what he's given us. We give it away to someone else. And this is how he speaks. C.S. Lewis, a bad man, said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, but shouts to us in our pain. He's going to say that pain is God's megaphone. And so sometimes, listen, those things that we face, he can use them, and he can use them for glory and honor to help someone else. And so, but, but what do we do with our free will? We take that free will and say, God, we lay it down. You use it. I shared a story of Austin Freeman. He's one, he was here for 9 a.m. He's one of the, uh, I guess, directors or supervisors over at Greenville County EMS, part of the training department. And he faced early on in his, his career as an EMT, he faced a call that it was one of those calls. If any of you are first responders or deal with these things, you know what I'm talking about, or just have personally been through a loss. It was one of those calls that he like laid in the bed at night and kept replaying in his mind. And he was, he was thinking like, what do I do with this? Like, who do I talk to? And there were some other departments who have things set up. They did not. So this is what Austin has done. And, and, and I'm excited about this. See, he, he, he is now starting. And we had our first meeting this, this past week. And he's asked me to come on and, and be a chaplain with the Greenville County EMS and to help those who are in situations. And so, and so this is what Austin did. Austin took this situation and could have said, well, man, I've seen so much loss. I'm going to draw numb to it. I'm not going to care. This is just going to be a job. Or he can look at that situation and say, man, what can I do? He's creating a peer support system that's going to be in place for when those who go through struggles and see things. Let's just think about those who responded to Tanglewood Middle School last week. 
Let's think about what they saw and what they faced and what they deal with. Just think about those moments. And he's creating now a system and he's putting it in place that's going to affect not just those workers with Greenville County, but every person that Greenville County EMS worker touches. And so this is something that God can use. And again, when they said, we want you to come in as a chaplain, you can share the faith. You can share the hope. We can share the truth that brings us through those struggles. And so again, God can use it. What are we doing with our pain? What are we doing with our suffering? What are we doing with what he's given us? Rick Warren says, purpose does not prevent us from pain. As a matter of fact, it can be one of those things that takes us and sends us into our greatest purpose and helps that unfold in our life. So fourthly, we see this in this fallen world of finite men with free wills. The answer to it all and the answer to suffering is this, that we serve a faithful God. Today we serve a faithful God. Wednesday night, man, beautiful service. But it was like Wednesday afternoon, he put this thought on my heart so strong that, that, that God is faithful and we can trust him. And man, we just kind of sat on that. God was working in our service on Wednesday and we just seen that unfold. But I want us to see this today, that we see and understand that all this happened in this world that has been broken. There's a God who came to heal it. And, and I love that Dan Barbero says this. He says, this is the gospel in a nutshell, that God made it, Adam broke it, and Jesus fixed it. And so he is the healer. He is the source. And so he's the one who does this. He is the one who helps us in our suffering. Scripture says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's a very present help in our time of need. He is the one who walks with us. But not only does he carry us through those moments when we let him, not only does he, when we allow him to do this, does he take those moments and use them and bring hope to us in the end. Hope that helps us and helps others. He takes that very thing and the suffering again that we go through. He said this, he didn't look at that from afar. He could have stayed in heaven. He could have looked at what had happened because of this fallen world of man. He could have shook his head and looked over at the sun. He could have looked at one another. I said, man, they have screwed this thing up. Let's just be honest. Man, they've messed this thing up. But Jesus doesn't do that. God steps out of heaven, puts on skin, and comes to earth. And not only does he walk with us through the suffering, he's a picture of it because Christ has suffered more than anyone. You're talking about betrayal. He's been betrayed. You're talking about loss and hurt and pain. You're talking about all of those things. He was nailed to a cross. He suffered for us so that he could bring for us a healing for the suffering. And so he did this for each of us. And I want to close today with the passage that we opened up with. In Romans chapter 5 again, oh man, what a, what a, I hope you'll go study this and just spend some time in this. Verse 1, it says again, Therefore, having been justified by faith, again, we're justified by faith, and what we put in Christ, what we turn to him, we have peace with God, that's the Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. But again, it doesn't end there. This passage again goes on to say, and I believe hope's going to come to some people this morning. I feel that so strong. And not only that, but we also glory and tribulation. As hard as that is, God can use it. As, as tough as this, this thing uh, is, God can take it. 
Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. I'm going to ask you if you would stand, please. And as you stand, can we just first of all, I, I, just before we open our altars up and we do this weekly here, we believe God works and moves in moments just like this. I just feel in my heart, can we just thank the Lord for a moment for his faithfulness? How many, again, times when we've been faithless, he was faithful. In those moments, again, where we want to look at someone else and their situation, their struggle, say, man, why do they do that when we ourselves have struggled and fallen? When we ourselves go through situations. Again, can we thank him for his faithfulness? You're so faithful, God. Thank you that you didn't just look from afar. You came near. And you're near to the brokenhearted right now in this moment. You're near to the brokenhearted right now in this moment. And I sense this so strong. But for some of you right now, this is like so right now in your heart. Some of you are right in the middle of a, of a suffering situation. Some of you have already, you've kind of like, you faced this earlier on. This was maybe for some years ago. But God today is today speaking to your heart. He wants to redeem that and use that and bring healing to that brokenness right now. Hey, he wants to do that right now in this moment. Yeah, so Father, we just thank you for what you're doing right now. I thank you for the hope that's going to be produced. I thank you for the joy that's going to be released in this room. Yeah, God, I thank you right now. As on this day, Lord, they cried, save now, Lord. You're using situations that we've been through to bring salvation, to bring healing, to bring victory and peace today, God. I release your peace in this room. I release your peace in those watching right now, God. Yeah, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. As we do this, our worship team is getting ready to minister in one last song. But listen, I, we, we do this because, again, we need one another so much. <laughs> um, and none of you are going through this situation by yourself. There are people who love you and who care for you greatly. I'm not going to ask for you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes. None of those things. Listen, if you're in a situation right now, or you've been through a situation right now, and you need some peace from that, you need some healing from that, you just want to do this. You've been through it, but you want to see God use it. That's your heart now. Whatever it may be, whatever it is, just begin to make your way. I want you just to step out, and I'll raise your hand, not wait, just in this moment, just step out. We open our altars up here. You can kneel, you can stand, sit, however you do this. And this is what's going to happen. Our prayer team's going to pray with you. They're going to pray for you. We're just going to gather in prayer. But if you need healing today, you need strength today, peace, whatever that may be. You're going through a situation. You've been through it. Listen, if you've been through a situation and you're not letting God use that right now, you should be the first one making your way down here. So if you've been through a, if you've been through a suffering, you've been through a situation and you're not letting God use that right now, according to his word, this is what he wants to do. Use that moment. Use that tragedy. Use that struggle. So let healing come to you today. Let, 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 the, let God redeem that thing today. Yeah, God bless you as you come. Just come. You're welcome. First time guest, part of this church every week. Please, just you're invited. You're welcome right here. We're just going to love on you, pray with you. Thank you. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Prayer team, there's many comments. So, yeah, just help us. Listen, if you believe in prayer, you don't have to be on the prayer team to pray. So, listen, if you see somebody down here who's not already have someone with them, would you come help us? If you believe in the power of prayer, listen, you at home, listen, we don't want, you're not left out here. Please let us know how we can be lifting you up. There's a, there's a next steps link. Click on it. There's a place, again, you can let us know how we can pray for you. We don't want you to miss this moment with God. 
God's going to use the suffering to bring hope into your life, healing. So listen, yeah, anyone else who wants to help us pray, we'd love to have you come down. Join us in prayer. As the worship team ministers this song, we're just going to let the God, the God of all gods, the God who is good, release hope in this room today. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.